good morning, church. Uh, before we get started with worship, we wanted to share a video with you because our, our 1C Summer Blast is going on, and the kids have had a, an absolute great time this week. So we're going to show a real short video before we start worship, so check it out. Please rise for our first song.
seated. So this morning, I want to welcome all the new guests that we have here, because I know there's probably a few in here. Uh, welcome. We're glad you're here. We're actually really excited to see new people walk in, and we are thankful for that. If you would, please text GUEST to 94000 on your cell phone. That will actually get you kind of added in our database, and we can share different events and things coming up here at 1C with you. I uh, want to let you know, too, that uh, there in the backs of the chairs there, there are uh, pieces of paper that have information on how to take communion and uh, prayer requests on there, and they can tell you all more information about that. We have a digital bulletin also that helps us with that, so if you go on to your cell phone right now and take a picture of that QR code, that really weird squiggly thing up there, it will actually take you to a website that has our digital bulletin on it, and that is another way for us to communicate with you and let you know all the events we've got coming up. Uh, like the Sidewalk Prophets, who are going to be here on Sunday, June 12th. So it's only a couple weeks away, uh, and we're looking for help for that, too. So if anybody wants to help with uh, any of the load-in or the merchandise sales or any of that, please see me after the service. I'd love to talk to you about it. Uh, we're really excited to have them back, and they're really excited. I actually talked to them earlier this week about this, and they're really excited to come back. It's their last date on the tour before they go home to Nashville, and they're going to uh, sing at the Ryman Auditorium when they get back. So it's kind of cool. We're kind of warm-up for that. Um, on June 6th, it'll be next Sunday, we're having a hot dog feed. It's a missional moment, and Greg, I know Greg's not here to talk about it, but the missional moment is really cool because it's an event for us to get together as a church family and friends, and we grill hot dogs out in the parking lot, bring lawn chairs, you know, we'll, I'm, Greg will have more information I'm sure he'll put out this week about the stuff that we need for it, like side dishes and all that, but it's a great chance for you to get to know each other. And, I mean, our church has grown so much, not everybody knows each other, so it's a great opportunity for us just to be together in uh, community and, and faith. So, uh, really excited about that. Really excited about something else, too. So, if you have a, a calendar on your phone, mark down June 16th. It's a Thursday night. Um, earlier, probably about three weeks ago, I got a phone call one night about playing. They asked me to play at Lawn Chairs on the Square. I thought, oh, that's really cool, but it's not as much fun if you don't bring these guys. So on June 16th, Thursday night, we're going to be providing music downtown. So if you guys want to come see it and have some fun, do it, because it'll be a lot of fun. And the community, uh, well, they've never had Christian artists there, so we're kind of one of them. It's going to be a lot of fun. So with that, let's go ahead and sing our next song. City lights, 
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Let's confess our sins together. Most merciful God, we... Almighty God in his mercy has given his son to die for you and for his sake forgives you all your sins. As a called and ordained servant of Christ and by his authority, I therefore forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This time um, we will be celebrating communion and it's good that we go and consecrate the elements. So... Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Amen. You may be seated, and we uh, bring ourselves forward to receive the sacrament of Christ's body and blood. Broken heart in my chest I couldn't sleep 
get no rest Weighted down by the heaviness of life I try to shake it flipping through my phone But all it does is make me feel more alone How could anything that feels so wrong be right? Seven million voices separate us But only one can show us who we are We are made, made in the image of Made in the image of God Beautiful shades of love Yes, we are Made in the image of, made in the image of God. That's where the light comes from, yeah. We all need the same medicine. We all need another second chance. There's no first in line. Yes, we are made in the image of God. Beautiful shades of love. Yes, we are made, made in the image of, made in the image of God. That's where the light comes from. We fall apart. We all lose sight. That's where his light comes from. Yes, we are made, made in the image of, made in the image of God. Beautiful shades of love. Yes, we are made, made in the image of, made in the image of God. That's where the light comes from.
please stand. And now may this true body and blood of our Lord and Savior strengthen you and preserve you steadfast in the one true faith unto life everlasting. Depart in peace and in great joy. Amen. And you may be seated again. Well, hello, everybody. Yes, I am here, and so are you. And kids, if you guys could come down and sit on the floor, we have a very important task today. A very important task, a delicious task, if I might add. So come on down and have a seat. Oh, yeah, here they come. Now, students, children of all people, Mr. Greg gave me a very important job. He said, George, you crazy little one-eyed monkey, you need to teach the kids about the fruit of the spirit on Sunday. What? What's that? Okay, okay. Who's been reading my script? All right, I see who's been sneaking into my trailer in the back. Okay, here we go, everybody. We got a big job. Now, it took Mr. Greg about seven hours to teach this one important thing to me, mostly because I was just eating snacks at his house, and then I made Kate go to the store and buy more. But anyway, here we go. I have some friends who are going to come and help. So, Josh, Harry, Lenny, little people, come on out. Here they come. Oh, they are so cute. Whoa, you have pretty dress on. Your dress is... <gasps> Lenny, is today your birthday? Whoa! Happy birthday! Okay, you kids, you look very smart. You ready to help, George? Well... So much confidence. Okay, this basket right here, kids. Lenny, why don't you take something out of this basket? Good. Okay, use microphone. Tell everybody what Lenny picked up. Lemon. It's a lemon. Okay, important question, Lenny. Is that lemon a fruit? Yeah. No, you're wrong, dead wrong. It's maybe a fruit, but it's not a fruit of the Spirit. <laughs> it's not a fruit of the Spirit, Lenny. I got you good. Okay, put that one back. Next kid, Harrison. Okay, you get one. What's he going to pick? Oh, yummy. Okay, Mr. Harrison, what do you have there? Pineapple. Pineapple. You don't want to eat the outside of that. Trust me, I've tried many times. Harrison, is that a fruit? Yeah. Nope. 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 Wrong. It's not a fruit of the spirit. <laughs> oh, Harrison, you thought you got that one right in you. <laughs> you didn't know George was going to play that prank. Oh, <laughs> it's so funny. Okay, next kid. Hi. Hi. Hi, Josh. You got fruit? Oh, yeah, picking one. What you got there? A mango. Josh. <laughs> okay. Okay. Josh, is that a fruit? No. 
Yes, it is. <laughs> it's a fruit. It's a, it's a fruit. Because, you know, yeah, you don't think that's funny, do you? More like, yeah, it's not a fruit of the spirit, but it is a fruit. Okay, kids, I've tried really hard to make joke on you, but George's failing. So, kids, you're right. These are all fruits. What other fruits we got in there, kids? What do you see? Show the, show the other kids. Yeah. Oh, look at that banana. Delicious. Whoa. All that needs is a little bit of flies, and then it's perfect. Very good. Now, kids, I know that, yes, those are fruit, but the fruit of the Spirit are different. Yes, the girl who has my script knows. They know. Now, kids, Lenny, Harry, Len, Josh, Len, we got lots of delicious food up here. Everybody, the fruit of the Spirit are love, joy. Will you say them with me, everybody? Love. Joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Okay, now say it this fast. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Go. Okay, looks like we need some practice, but don't worry. We're going to take the fruit of the Spirit that we learned from Galatians 5 in the Bible. We're going to sing song about it, okay, kids? Now, you little kids, thank you for helping. You go down, dance with the other kids. Everybody out there, kids, moms and dads, aunts and uncles, weird neighbors, stand up with me. We are going to sing song about fruit of the Spirit. Yes, we are. And I need to hear you nice and loud, okay, everybody? Okay, here we go. Okay, you gotta wiggle something, everybody. The fruit of the spirit's not a coconut. Nope. Fruit of the spirit's not a coconut. No, sir. If you wanna be a coconut, you might as well hear it. You can't be a fruit of the here spirit. Here we go. The fruit is love, love, joy, peace, peace, peace kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Self-control. Okay. 
Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, dear friends, it's a good day to be here with you today on this, what we call Memorial Day weekend. And I always like to say it's kind of the first unofficial days of summertime. And I have to tell you that as I was outside this morning and yesterday and the day before, it feels a little bit like summertime, and so I'm kind of grateful for that, and we look forward to a wonderful time. I'm going to go ahead and begin today with a reading from uh, the book of Acts, chapter 1, and I don't often do this, but I'm going to go ahead and apologize for this reading, um, and I'm going to tell you a little bit, and that's because the reading is uh, kind of be at best could be rated PG-13, if you know what I mean. But then I got to thinking that with the kind of movies we watch these days, with all the blood and gore, I don't think this little reading will hurt us too bad. But I just want to give you that little caveat that it is there. And uh, we're going to go ahead and start with this passage. It's actually chapter, Acts chapter 1, verses 12 through 26. And I've also got to tell you a little bit more about this. It's such that reading is... Sometimes me and my associate pastor will argue over who gets to read this reading, just to let you know that. And so I've always tried to schedule myself to preach on that weekend so I don't have to be the one blamed for the PG-13 reading. And then the other thing that is ironic is that uh, here I am, I could have chosen any reading I wanted to today, and yet I chose this one. What kind of a sick mind do I have? But anyway, I hope it'll help to explain, help us understand what's going on when we get there. But anyway, let's go ahead and hear these words. Then they returned to Jerusalem. By the way, they is the apostles. They returned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey away. And when they had entered, they went up to the upper room where they were staying. Peter and John and James and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James the son of Alphaeus, and Simon the zealot, and Judas the son of James. All these with one accord were devoting themselves to prayer together with the women and Mary the mother of Jesus and his brothers. In those days, Peter stood up among the brothers. 
the company of persons was in all about 120, and said, Brothers, the scripture had to be fulfilled, which the Holy Spirit spoke beforehand by the mouth of David concerning Judas, who became a guide to those who arrested Jesus. For he was numbered among us and was allotted his share in this ministry. Now this man acquired a field with the reward of his wickedness, and falling headlong, he burst open in the middle, and all his bowels gushed out. That's the PG-13 part. And it became known to all the inhabitants of Jerusalem, so that the field was called in their own language, um, that is, field of blood. For it is written in the book of Psalms, May his camp become desolate, and let there be no one to dwell in it, and let another take his office. So one of the men who have accompanied us during all the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning from the baptism of John until the day when he was taken up from us, one of these men must become with us a witness to his resurrection." And they put forward to Joseph called Barsabbas, who was also called Justice, and Matthias. And they prayed and said, You, Lord, who know the hearts of all, show which one of these two you have chosen to take the place in this ministry and apostleship from which Judas turned aside to go to his own place. And they cast lots for them. And the lot fell on Matthias, and he was numbered with the eleven apostles. So far, our reading for today. And as I said before, this weekend is Memorial Day weekend, the official start of summer. And I also like that, uh, I, I should say unofficial start of summer, because we know summer starts sometime in June, but this is when all the activity begins, right? And we also know that it's a Memorial Day weekend, and it's funny how I said it's the first unofficial weekend of summer. Really what Memorial Day is about is remembering those who gave the ultimate sacrifice in service to our country. It's a day to remember our war dead. And so along with all of the activity, all of the fun summer type stuff, even with barbecuing and all of that, first and foremost, it's a time for us to remember and give thanks for those who have given a sacrifice for our nation. Might not be a bad time to remember that uh, we need to pray for our nation so many times. It's also a reminder to thank those who have been in the service. We thank them for that. And we want to say that many and many, many more times as we go along. But you see, not only is it Memorial Day weekend, it seems that our country again finds itself in kind of a weird in-between kind of time. And that is, I speak back to the terrible thing that happened down in Texas this past week. And again, we're horrified by the things that we have seen coming out of Uvalde, Texas. And we're also maybe a little bit flummoxed about the way this always becomes an argument in our country. 
And we might be getting a little bit tired of the rhetoric, no matter which side of the argument you find yourself on. And so, as with everything else, to say thank you to God for those who have served, to say thank you for those who gave the ultimate sacrifice, it may not be a bad time to keep our nation in prayer and to remember that when we're divided, that's when we're the weakest. But when we're united, that's when we're the strongest. Something good for us to remember. And I'm going to get back and I'm going to lighten this up by talking about the Memorial Day weekend as not only a time to remember, after all, that's what memorials are all about, but it's also that barbecue time. And I always say it's a weird in-between kind of time. And we think about, oh, the summer thing, we're in between the spring and the summer. I always notice it goes from cold to hot here in Nebraska for whatever reason it might be. But it's also the time when we fire up the barbecue grilled. And I have to tell you that just yesterday, I was in Lincoln, and I got to assemble a brand new barbecue grill with my son-in-law. It was a unique bonding time for us, but it was also laying the foundation that we might enjoy a really good meal that he prepared for his family, well, actually for our whole family, and it was really good. And uh, by the way, I never turned down barbecue type thing, and so that's always a, a good thing for me. But anyway, we are doing this as a part of this celebration. And then we also think about on Memorial Day weekend, especially in Columbus, that just a week ago, we celebrated the graduation from high school here in Columbus. The week before, we remembered Lakeview had their graduation. And around the country, there are high schools and colleges and all kinds of other institutions having graduation. And when somebody graduates from a school, they enter an in-between time, don't they? They enter that time when they're wondering what's next. They know what was behind them, but now what does the Lord have in store for us? And you can say that that's whatever level of education you've graduated from. And it's always good to look forward to that, knowing that we may not know what tomorrow holds. But what does that saying say? We know who holds tomorrow. And so something very important for us. But then I'm going to go ahead and go back to our reading that we had, the PG-13 reading, and kind of tell you that the disciples were in kind of a bizarre in-between kind of time as well. Do you understand that? Because one of the things that we remember is it was after the time when they returned from the mountain called Olivet, they were just returning to Jerusalem from when our Lord Jesus ascended into heaven. And he gave them some important instructions as they would wait for when the Holy Spirit would come at Pentecost. That's what they were in between. And if you look at today, now in our church we celebrate, you know, the liturgically we have all the Sundays of Easter, and this is the final Sunday of Easter, the seventh Sunday of Easter, and this past Thursday we observed the Feast of the Ascension of our Lord. And I always think the Feast of the Ascension is something funny. It's when Jesus was taken up from his disciples. You know that time when he said, go and make disciples of all nations, 
baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. Well, Luke also had a version of that. And when they came to the mountain called Olivet, the disciples asked him, and now you have to realize that this is when Jesus was about to ascend into heaven. He had been with his disciples for three years. He had died on the cross. He had risen, and that was the 40th day since his resurrection. And so when he gathers them on the Mount of Olives, they say to him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? not realizing that Jesus came to establish a totally different kingdom. And if Jesus were me, and I'm not saying he was, thank God, right? I would always say that here I am, I've been with you for three years, I have given my life for you, I have taken it back up again, and have taught you and taught you and taught you about the kingdom of heaven. And now you have the nerve to ask me a question like that. Did I say, thank God that Jesus isn't me? <laughs> Jesus handled it a different way. He said, it is not for you to set the times or dates that the Father has set by his own authority. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses beginning in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and even to the end of the world. You see, that's what the book of Acts is about. How it started there outside of Jerusalem and how it worked its way to what they would consider the end of the world with St. Paul preaching in Rome. It is a fascinating thing, but it's, it's also fascinating to see what happened after Jesus was taken up from them. The disciples, and we know how the disciples were. They had already proven that they were a little bit dim. After Jesus said all this and after he ascended into heaven, we also know that they were standing there looking into the sky until a cloud hit them. And then they remained standing there looking and that's when they were startled back into reality by the two men that stood there. And they said, men of Galilee, why are you standing there looking into the sky? This same Jesus whom you have seen go into heaven will come back in the same way you have seen him go. And that was a reminder that it's now time to get back to what you were doing. It really was an in-between kind of time. And what the disciples did, what the apostles did, is they set out, they went back to Jerusalem, to the same upper room that they were in because of fear of the Jews, and they began to do what Jesus wanted them to. They stayed in the temple, they prayed, they sought God's direction, and they also set out to replace Judas Iscariot, who we were told did something very bad. He betrayed Jesus. But you see, that's what I always like to think of when I think about Judas. I think about Peter. Really, it applies to all of the disciples. Those very friends of Jesus, the ones whom he had selected, they had all behaved shamefully on that night he was betrayed. They all left him to stand trial by himself 
and face all the viciousness of the cross alone. So it was no wonder that every Sunday after Jesus had been crucified, including on the day of his resurrection, they were in this locked upper room. And it's kind of neat that on the first day of his resurrection, Jesus came and he stood among them and said, peace be with you. And they received the forgiveness for their shamefulness. And I always like to say, when Jesus said, peace be to you, he used the Jewish word shalom. And there's an interesting story about what shalom is all about. How many of you are familiar with the series Star Trek? Star Trek, anybody Trekkies out there? I'm proud to say that I'm a Trekkie. And one of my favorite characters of all time was, of course, Commander Spock. That was played originally by Leonard Nimoy. Now, Leonard Nimoy was, grew up as an Orthodox Jew. And they would go to synagogue very regularly with their families. And at the end of the service, when they would end their services, they would end with what is many times the same benediction that we end with from Numbers chapter 24, verse 6. Or no, it's 624. And what happens? The Lord be with you, or the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you, etc., etc. Well, one time when the rabbi was speaking the benediction, Leonard Nimoy looked back because the congregation was supposed to face the rear of the church, and he saw the rabbi's hands in this fashion. I can even do it with both hands. I'm a trackie, right? And that's kind of cool. Well, anyway, what he would say, he said the Lord's word, and what this is, it looks like a Hebrew letter. That's the first word of shalom. It's a letter called shin, right? And so he said, the peace of God, you know, this is what goes on. And this is what Jesus said to his disciples. And then he said again, peace be with you after breathing on them. And he said, as the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. Whoever sins you forgive, they are forgiven. But whoever sins you do not forgive, they are not forgiven. It's what we call the office of the keys. And you see, that's what Jesus gave those disciples. It's what they give to the church or what God gives to the church. And just as Jesus forgave them, they were sent to go out and tell the good news to the world, except they were waiting for the time the Holy Spirit would come. And what was that day? It's the day of Pentecost. Thursday was Ascension, and we're now in between next Sunday when the Holy Spirit was to come on the church, and they would be sent out to proclaim the good news. And in the meantime, just as the disciples were in prayer, just as they set out to replace Judas, God has also given us times to be in between things just as a graduate just as a nation that's reeling from another mass shooting whatever the case is we're always waiting for something to be completed and what's the most important thing that we're now in between the time when Jesus offered his life into death on a cross his resurrection his ascension into heaven and we're waiting for him to come on the last day. 
You see, that's when he'll take us, and that's when he'll give us the ultimate healing, that we're entering into a place where there's no more suffering, no more tears, no more shootings, whatever the case may be, and we know that there's no more in between, no more in between a rock and a hard place, no more in between somebody that we love's death and laying them to rest, no more waiting to have the outcome of some kind of medical diagnosis, but Jesus will take us to be with him forever, and in between times, he's given us something to do, pray, stay in the temple such as this, stay in his presence, and especially be his witnesses to the world. You see, that's what we've all been given to do. And we can tell people about a God who is crazy about them and that no longer wonders what you are or what you've done, what you've said, because we talk about the immeasurable grace of God being given to everyone. And in the meantime, it's kind of fun to know that Jesus prays for his people. In John chapter 17, what we know of is Jesus' high priestly prayer. We know that not only does he pray for those who are his, he also prays for those who will be his. And he asks that they be one just as we are one, dear Father. So Memorial Day weekend, we remember. This Memorial Day, we grieve. Maybe we're angry. Maybe the case could be for whatever else going on. But remember that we're in between. We're in between a time of violence and a time of healing. Remember that we're in between a time of resurrection and a time of return. Remember that we're in between the time of Christ's ascension and when he will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead. And in the meantime, we're given to do what he has done. Make disciples, being his witnesses, telling everybody that it doesn't matter what you've done, remember what the apostles did, and that Jesus is here for you. My prayer for you is that he gives it to us in his name and for his sake, just as And something else I forgot to say to the first service, but I'll say to you, this is a week when we can say, Alleluia, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. You all know that response. But after ascension, we can say, Christ is risen. And we can say, boy, has he ever. (laughs) And that's a wonderful thing because we know he'll also be coming back. Have faith in him and pray to him in the meantime. God grant you his faith. God grant you his peace, that peace of God that passes all understanding, that keeps our hearts and minds in true faith in Christ Jesus, even unto life everlasting. Amen. Let's confess our common Christian faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. Please stand. I believe in God the Father.
Please be seated as we go to our Lord in prayer. Almighty God, we bring our prayers spoken and in our hearts to you from our 1C family. Prayers for good friends and a niece with strength with their battle with cancer. Thanks for keeping and guiding our daughter to her two-year anniversary of sobriety as you of all know how close she was to meeting you. Prayers for an accident, a new car that had total damage, and a request for the insurance company to make the right decision on a settlement. Dear Lord, please help my friends that are in recovery find their way and help them to stay positive and stay on the right path. <clears throat> for fast, feeling, fast healing for Gina, who shattered her wrist. To keep me humble, grateful, patient, and loving when dealing with myself and others, and prayers to remain teachable. For the Hatcher family on selling the house they live in, and a prayer for my legs, they hurt sometimes. A prayer for our pregnancy to be successful and to bring joy to our family. Father, I loved your church. Thank you for sharing for the four weeks I was here. A prayer for a blessing on a marriage through counseling and that Jesus continue to grow their faith so they could have the life that you intended. You will not be forgotten. A prayer for safe travels for the CHS choir group as they return from Nashville today. And Lord, we ask for your favor and blessing on our adult children making big decisions and we pray for their safety as they travel this summer. Gracious God, thank you for hearing our prayers and for your never-ending grace, mercy, and love. As we honor those who sacrificed their lives for our freedom, we honor you for giving us the ultimate sacrifice so that we may have eternal life through your son Jesus who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Please stand and receive the blessing of the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. sing together and lift our voices. Worthy of every song we could ever sing. Worthy of all the praise we could ever bring. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe. We live for you. 
Jesus, the only one who could ever say. 